0: Hi friends, I'm Leah and you're listening to Leah Talk, the podcast. Today's episode is a fun one. I want you to get to know me before we kick off this podcast series, so I've come up with a few questions to get us started. In this episode, I hope you get a better understanding of who I am, where I come from, and how my lived experiences have shaped me into the woman I am today. Of course, I'd love to dive deeper into any of these truths later on in the season. This podcast is all about embarking on my new journey, where I'm learning how to bloom where I'm planted, and I want you to join me. Okay, so I'm going to do my question and answer a little differently. I'm actually going to ask myself a question as if I was interviewing myself and give you all the answer, just so we can keep things moving and you can get a little bit more information with a lot more questions. All right. So question number one is, are you named after anyone? The answer is no. But the reality is I am obsessed with names because the first time I looked up the meaning of mine, I hated it. (laughs) Behindthename.com says that Leah is a Hebrew name, which probably derives from the Hebrew word Leah, meaning weary. Alternatively, So the only meaning I found that I liked was delicate. My obsession with names derives from the fact that I used to feel like people grew up into their names, and it introduces you to people before you ever meet. Now, I know that you define what your name represents, and it's different for everyone. So I used to think that because my name meant weary, that that meant I would be like a very, like, dull person and I would always be sad but that never matched my personality so that was like the beginning of me understanding that you are the one who can create your own reality so now when people hear my name I always want them to associate me with an ambitious person someone who's excited about life and someone who's a go-getter So that's what Leah's going to mean from here on out. So if anyone else out there is not necessarily in love with their name when they first find out what it means, or if your parents kind of made something up for you and you weren't crazy about it, learn to embrace that because it's your first introduction to your personality and what you're bringing to the world. Question number two is where did you grow up? Well, I'm a Mississippi girl, born and raised and I'm proud of that. I know, I know. Mississippi doesn't have the best reputation, but you can't believe everything you see on TV. Let's dispel a few myths. One, I do wear shoes. Two, I have all of my teeth. And three, I'm an educated black woman. The three can coexist, and most definitely do exist in Mississippi. I know many people are confused about why others would choose to live here. With everything that you've seen on TV and all of the things that you've heard about my state, I'm sure it doesn't sound like it's very appealing. But you have to be a part of this small town, Southern lived experience to really understand and to understand how to see Mississippi's imperfections and love her anyway. Mississippians, just like anyone else, also know how to make the best of our situations. And for many of us, that's exactly what we've done. In spite of every way that we fall short as a state, we thrive with the resources we already have. We succeed, we innovate, we raise some of the most talented people you'll ever know, and we still manage to keep them humble and well fed. (laughs) If nothing else, everything you've heard about the food here is true. You can't learn anything about Mississippi food in a cookbook. Those recipes are sacred and not intended to be watered down. We want the soul and the grease to live harmoniously together. I wouldn't trade my upbringing for anything in the world. My experience in Mississippi is my own. So because I grew up in a small college town, I was around a diverse group of kids. And with those experiences that they brought to the table, my world opened up with possibility from a very early age and when we speak of education diversity i know that mississippi as a state is behind in a lot of ways and i'm no stranger to her transgressions but in my early adulthood this truth felt suffocating and i allowed it to put limitations on who i felt i could be only recently have i realized that opportunity is a mindset not a location So there are a lot of things about this state that I love and a lot of things that I loathe, but this is my birthplace, and I'm honored to be a Mississippian because I know firsthand how special that is, and no one can take that away from me. So the next question is, do you have any siblings? The answer is yes, and the beauty of that is I'm the middle child. I could go on for days about how important I feel birth order should be, but I'll save that conversation for another day. The next question is, what was your dream job as a kid? So I've had very few dream jobs because I felt like I always knew exactly what I wanted when I wanted it. But the first job I wanted um, was a lawyer. And I wanted to be a lawyer because I used to hear my dad talking all the time about how he had dreamt of being a lawyer when he went to college and how I'd be great for it because I am a good communicator and I always have an opinion. And diligent about doing the work but I realized that law school added those added more years onto my college experience and before I went to college I was not interested in doing more than four years just be honest about that. Um, the second thing I decided I wanted to do was to be a psychologist and I felt like I would be a good psychologist because my guilty pleasure is picking people's brains. I'm just very interested in human interaction and human connection I've always been obsessed with that however the whole like adding more years to the college experience thing was not very appealing to me and I realized that that might not be a viable option either the next thing I decided I wanted to be um, I changed I made my mind up in high school and I decided that I would be a television host and that was one of the dreams that I've always had that I'm still not Willing to give up on. So, this podcast might be an extension of a future television show later on down the line to come. And that's exactly the point. I am challenging myself now to get started on something, even if the opportunity doesn't present itself in the way that I imagined it. So, yeah, that's basically my journey of dreaming when it comes to careers. And now I've decided to basically create a career for myself. So I've started doing little things that I love, freelancing on things that I get excited about, and working on a daily basis at something I'm actually very good at right now. Are you in or have you gone to college? So the answer is yes and yes. I do have a bachelor's degree of journalism from the University of Mississippi. And as of right now, and as of right now, I'm a part-time graduate student on track to get my master's degree In something that most people wouldn't imagine, but it's actually educational leadership with an emphasis in student affairs. So I chose this path because it was one of the things that I actually gravitated towards once I graduated from college. I realized that I really loved the experience of undergrad. And I realized that I was always finding my way back into a university setting. So in my mind, it just made sense to get a better understanding of what that could look like and how I could create a space for myself in higher education. I didn't necessarily want to be a professor. However, that is an option. And I didn't necessarily want to be the president of the university. However, that is also an option. But I wanted to give myself the room to explore that field and to really get a sense of what I could do in higher education. I love college. I love college so much that once I graduated, I realized that I was kind of rushing out, and I wish that I had kind of sat in that moment and took it in a lot more than I did instead of being so focused on being grown and getting out into the world and adulting. Because now that I have bills and I have... A plethora of responsibilities, I'm kind of regretting <laughs> just a little bit um, giving up some of that dependency that I was leaning on in my college years. Have you moved from home? Where to, and how was the experience? So, I did move away from my small town for a little while and I found myself in Birmingham, Alabama. In Birmingham, Alabama, I was an associate video producer for Southern Living. I know, I know, it's a dream job and I. Loved every minute of it. I was actually responsible for helping them push forward a few projects, and I got to solo produce a few projects for the Southern Maid series. And if you haven't already, you should definitely go look that up. Um, it's incredible. The entire experience was incredible, and I would love to talk more about that later. So if you have any questions, make sure you send them to me. Question number eight is What is your favorite family tradition, and when is it celebrated? A lot of people love, like, Christmas, but I love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas. I love the environment. I love the fact that it's cold and I can walk around in PJs and fuzzy socks all day and nobody's going to say anything to me because I usually do that in the summertime, but then I end up getting hot. So it just kind of is pointless, but in the wintertime and around Christmas time, everything is just warm and fuzzy. And I love the environment that it creates. When family comes together and you get to open up presents, I love presents. And you get to just talk and reflect over the year right before you start a new chapter on New Year's. So Christmas is definitely my favorite family tradition because of the environment, but most, more specifically, I love Christmas Eve because on Christmas Eve, Since before I can remember, my entire family has gone over to my grandparents' house, and we've all gotten together and just had a very big family celebration. And it's something I look forward to every year, no matter how old I get. So that's how I know that I'm, like, all the way there for Christmas because I'm no longer considering it to be about presents. I'm truly honoring Jesus being the reason for the season and family being the reason that we come together. So Christmas girl all the way. What is your greatest achievement in high school or college? So I would have to combine this and say that my greatest achievement for both would be the fact that I was inducted into the Hall of Fame in high school and then in college. So My freshman year of high school was the first year that I was actually serious about being a go-getter. When I was determined to listen to the senior awards day while everyone else was kind of doing their own thing, I was writing out every award that I heard that I knew I wanted for myself. And I got every single one of the things that I wrote down because I learned how to write down a goal, stick to it, and work your butt off to get there. So Hall of Fame is like Top of the list accomplished for me accomplishment for me in both of those chapters of my life. Question number 10 is where are you working right now? So I work for a marketing team that is directly under the president of a public university. And my position is social media coordinator. So in that position, I actually run all the main accounts and it's been a blast. When I was in high school, I was joking with my parents when they were asking me what I wanted to be. And I said, well, I would love it if I could do social media for a living. The job didn't even exist yet. And then it's like, I kind of manifested it for myself. So when it became available, I took it, I took advantage of the opportunity to just market myself and go for it because the only person I've run social media for until now was myself. So I think if anyone's interested in doing social media management or anything like that, go ahead and get started because there's a world of opportunities out there. The second segment of my Q&A is fun facts. And some of these are a little silly, but I love the idea of fun facts because it kind of gives you a window into a person's personality. So hopefully you get an idea of like what I'm like on a daily basis. So the first question in Fun Facts is, tell us one thing about you that we didn't know. The answer to this is possibly surprising if you don't already know me, but I would say that I'm extremely introverted and I'm an undercover pessimist. So I know that that sounds weird because if you look at my background and the things I've done, it sounds odd for someone to be on camera who considers himself an introvert, But I would say that I've learned how to flip on the switch that turns my extroverted personality on. And then I recharge best when I'm alone and things are just still and quiet. So I've learned how to balance the two. And I would say that I am an introverted extrovert. But to my core, I am an introvert. And I'm okay with that. And then as far as being a pessimist, I'm not a pessimist as in like the traditional terms of I think that everything is bad, and I always find the negative in life, but I would say that I'm a self-doubter. I am my biggest critic, and I probably would credit that to being a Virgo because I heard that we're very critical of things and critical of people and slightly judgy, so I'm gonna say that it's <laughs> all all about being a Virgo, but just to take some personal responsibility, um, I am very hard on myself and I love to try to be perfect at everything and perfection is not a thing. So I'm learning and I am—I've—I've I've have learned and I'm still learning how to just live life and to let things be. And every single day I have to wake up and make a decision that I'm going to be positive and that I'm going to search for the light in the situation. So hopefully that rubs off on anyone who's listening to this podcast and if you are an undercover pessimist and you relate to what I just said then you need to join me on this journey to being my best you need to join me on this journey to being my best self because I guarantee you that changing your mindset is step one to seeing your dreams fulfilled what sports do you play or have you played now a lot of people would say that this is not a sport but I beg to differ and say that cheerleading is definitely a sport, especially if you compete. And I did compete. I did not tumble, but we did do competitive cheer competitions and we play we semi placed, okay? But training for those competitions definitely reflected one of an athlete. So I would say that I, I was a college I was a high school athlete. And then my second experience with being an athlete would definitely be Once I started training for pageants when I was in college, and of course this sounds superficial, but I'm just being honest here. If you've never trained for a fitness competition or for a pageant or anything like that that shows your body off to its core, especially when you're in five or six inch heels, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. And of course you wouldn't understand, but just think about it. When you see a young woman on a pageant stage in five or six inch heels and a bikini, she didn't wake up like that. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. She did not wake up like that. And that is a result of waking up at 5 a.m. every day, going to sleep at probably 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock, depending on what other things you have going in your life, and training your butt off, literally. Like, you 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 train so hard. You You eat a very specific diet in order to get those abs to show and to have the right mindset, to have the energy that you need to function throughout the day on such a rigorous workout plan. So I would definitely say that the pageant girls are athletes in their own respect. And I'm leaving it at that. How many countries have you traveled to? Well, I've only traveled to one country and that was Ethiopia. I went to Ethiopia my sophomore year of college for a journalism trip, and it was the very first time where I was in an entire country where people who looked like me were the majority, and it was a surreal experience, but the culture was beautiful, and a lot of people in Ethiopia actually claimed me. They said I looked Ethiopian, so I was determined to do a ancestry DNA test or something like that, you know, just to kind of check those roots. My dad finished one and there's no Ethiopian in, in his genes. So maybe they were off a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, I love the experience in Ethiopia and I would love to go back to Africa. So that's on the bucket list. Have you been to any concerts or festivals, and which were the most memorable? So my very first concert was in college, and it was a Bryson Tiller concert for his first big album. And let me tell you, for one, it was in the Daisy Theater in Memphis, Tennessee. And it was a horrible, horrible storm the day of. And I had just left class and got on the road. I was terrified because I am very... I'm a chicken when it comes to driving in the rain, so there's that. But I was terrified to drive in that storm by myself. But I did it for Bryson. And I am so happy that I did because that was an amazing concert. It was my very first concert experience, and it was so worth it. Um, I recorded the whole thing. And, of course, I, have, I don't have the videos anymore because I switched phones, and I wasn't responsible enough to transfer that information over, but Bryson Tiller in concert was oh I just can't even put into words. I loved his album. I knew every word and it was it was an ultimate experience. It was a vibe. Unmatched. And then the second concert I went to was beyond anything that I've ever seen or probably ever will see in my life because it was Beyonce. Yes, I went to a Beyonce concert I paid a pretty penny for that ticket. I saved up all of my money. And I splurged on a Beyonce ticket and she did not let me down. Beyonce in concert is an experience that everyone needs at least like five times in their lifetime. So I'm definitely going back to a Beyonce concert. I don't care where she is. I'm paying to go and I'm going to get my life. Because Beyonce is a legend and she is, like, people do not appreciate her like they should with that talent that she brings to the table and her creativity and just her personality. She's just such a good person. I don't know. I'm a Beyonce fan if you haven't figured that out. So, we'll talk about that later. What is one thing you wish people knew about you? Okay. So... I don't even know if I want people to know this about me. I kind of thought about this before I really broke it down. But I, I put down that I'm a procrastinator. And I guess the reason why that's important is because it kind of shows that whenever I do accomplish something very big, that it was there's a lot of effort and dedication and determination behind that. So this podcast is a perfect example of me being dedicated to myself and just really putting in the work. Because I started my first website at 16 and I stopped publishing to that website because I just honestly didn't prioritize it and I didn't understand the value in being a blogger in its early stages. Um, I also didn't have the time to put in the work. I could have made time, but I was so exhausted from involvement and just trying to be a teenager. I just didn't do what I needed to do. So I do kind of regret that, but... I'm glad that I have like a new and improved determination to start it right this time. So that's one thing I'll say. Being a procrastinator isn't always bad, but in my case, it has held me back a little bit. How would you describe your fashion? Well, I love wearing black and just adding pops of color. I feel like black goes with anything. You can wear it at any season. It's always classic. And I'm also a thrift shopper. I'm also the queen of hand-me-downs. Like, I have older cousins cousins and an older sister. And I've never rejected a hand-me-down because, I mean, why not? That's basically a thrift store in your family. So embrace the hand-me-downs. Embrace everything. Just do what you got to do. The only area of fashion that I'm obsessed with is workwear. I've never been big on, like, club outfits or casual style but when it comes to professional dress and boss workwear like I'd love that area of fashion I love to see women put together and displaying their personality in the most professional way whether that's pants whether it's a bad um, dress like whatever it is I'm all about that so if there's any kind of fashion I'm promoting that is most likely what it is have you ever met any celebrities? I'd met Soledad O'Brien in high school at a seminar where my mom forced me to get up and ask a question. So we can talk about why that moment meant so much to me, but I didn't understand what kind of impact her work would make until after I read her book, which I got signed at the seminar. But it was... A great experience and she's such an influential person and I love following her on social media because she's always going to speak her mind and those are the kind of women we all should look up to and emulate because and it's always a great environment where women are speaking up for themselves and calling things like they see it have you ever won something and the answer is yes all I do is win I'm just kidding um I've won a lot of things in my life, and I started out winning the most unexpected competitions. So when I was younger, I loved projects, I guess you could say. I like to do things with my hands. I kind of liked the little competition in the academic space. So whenever teachers gave us a, a project or something like that, I would always bring it home, and my mom would help me get everything together. And she, she's a perfectionist, which is probably how I got to be this way. But it worked out in my favor because I do have a lot of medals because of the projects that I did. So I started with pageants. No, I started with science fair projects and reading fairs. So I actually won the state science fair in the seventh grade. And people always do a double take when I say that, but it's true. And as I've gotten older, I'm quite proud of that accomplishment because, you know, women in STEM and there are so many great things about having women and then women of color in science fields and things like that. Unfortunately, I did not progress with that, but I thought it was a great accomplishment. And I'll always be able to say that I won a state science fair. Not many people can say that. And then the second thing was the reading fairs. I used to love reading until it became a requirement. And I'm trying to get back into reading, but it's been a process. So I look back at those reading fairs and I say, I did such a great job. And that was such a fun time for me. So I'm eventually going to write a book one day. So I feel like I should start reading now so I can kind of get an idea of Books I like, books I don't like. So I'll keep you updated on elevating our life with reading. And then now we can talk about pageants. So I started out with pageants in about middle school. And when I placed in my first pageant, I think that was that was the moment where, like, I woke up the beast. Because pageants became, like, my vehicle to just like challenging myself and really just diving deep into being the best version of me. Because they say you're not competing with anyone else, but you kind of are. Most likely you're competing with everyone else because they don't know you well enough to just say like, this is the best that she can do. They're saying this is the best that she can do compared to the girl we just saw. So, yeah, we can talk about patents later. But I'm definitely a pageant lover. I respect pageant girls. And once I give you some background and some experiences on my end, then you will too. What's your zodiac sign and do you believe in it? I'm a Virgo and I love everything about zodiac signs. I read my horoscope. I identify personality traits and characteristics because of my horoscope. And I also feel like my zodiac sign is a tell, kind of like a explanation to a lot of things I don't understand about myself I had to back up a little bit because when I was younger I would base compatibility of friendships and relationships based on zodiac signs a part of that is true because I'm not friends with the people that I didn't feel I was compatible with and of course I'm not in relationships with people that I felt I wasn't compatible with however that can get a little dangerous because I feel like there's a such thing as divine intervention. And if the Lord says it's supposed to be, then your zodiac sign has nothing on the word of God. So there's that. I kind of let up a little bit, but I'm going to give you one Instagram post that I saw that I feel like really resonates with my spirit. And it said, I purposely ignore hints so you can speak up and be direct like an adult. And I feel like that's a Virgo thing. Like we are the people that are not in your face, kind of, sort of. But because we're so observant and kind of judgy and very critical, we're always like challenging people whether we think we are or not. So I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm kind of passive and indirect, but I definitely don't like passiveness and indirectne- indirectness when I'm in conflict with someone. So I would attribute that to my Virgo skills. And then question number 10 is, what is the first thing you notice about people? I would say that the very first thing I notice about people, it's it's a two-part. The first thing is energy. The second thing is authenticity. So within the within a few moments, I can know whether or not we vibe. And I can also count on one hand the amount of times I've been wrong. And let's just say I only need one finger. And barely, because, you know. I had to give somebody another chance after I made an assumption. I still feel like I was right, but I wasn't like on spot with that assumption. So that's the only time I gave myself that. But yeah, that's the very first thing I noticed about people. And I feel like it's important to throw that out there because some people are not able to read vibes and energy, but I would say that that's a strong point for a strong suit for me because it's helped me to kind of navigate people so congratulations to me for being able to read energy hopefully if you ever meet me in person or you know me personally then you you can figure that out and you hopefully you don't think i'm being weird if i'm just kind of listening to you and observing you because that's what i do i'm an observer if you can relate to anything that i've said today uh, i really hope that you share this podcast with a friend and follow me on whatever platform you're listening to for weekly episodes I'd love to hear from you. So please reach out to me on Instagram at Leah Yazzie. You can also tell your friends to kind of follow me on Instagram. I need the help with the likes and the love. So I'd appreciate that. All right. It's been real, y'all. All the feels, all my love. Thank you for being present with me. Can't wait to chat next week.